up, my dude? What's up, man? How you doing? Let me see. It's down. Hey, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Nice, man. How's it been going? I'm talking a well. <laughs> Been some uh some ups and downs. Uh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, man, last uh last weekend was a fucking nightmare, dude. <laughs> I was supposed to have gone to San Diego for yeah. um you know uh for uh for that boot camp and whatever, but like there there were some circumstances that enabled mm-hmm. that. And like right now I've got like a massive headache that like, like right here. Wait, what, what happened? You couldn't go like the plane delayed or what was, uh, no, what happened was, all right. So, um, I'm, I'm taking a shower, right. Mm-hmm. And as I'm taking a shower, I hear this cracking and yeah. I'm like, Hmm, I'm like, what is that? You know, then all of a sudden my bathtub was like, like into the floor. I was like, ah, you know, so like, I'm great. I got like, um, you know how like there's like a curtain rod. Yeah. yeah. Well, above that curtain rod where like, it like sits in this thing. It's like a metal, like, I don't even know what to call it, like a brace or something. And it goes into the drywall. So it's pretty secure, you know? So I grab a hold of that. I'm sliding. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, what is going on? Like, dude, this is me getting ready to go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I had all myself packed basically. Um, like I'm ready to roll. I'm about to take a shower, I'm waiting on my ride to show up, take me to the airport. Like I'm ready to dip. So um I grab a hold of this thing, I stabilize myself, I get out of the shower, dry off and everything. I I uh go downstairs and there's a massive hole in my kitchen ceiling. That's like, like basically you could fit two of me through this hole. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's yeah. water and drywall and plaster all over the floor. Damn. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know? And so I'm like, what do I do? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, do I, do I go? Like, I can't just leave this, you know? I'm like, technically, technically you can. But well, yeah. I could, but the problem, the here's where the problem lies. Yeah. So, like, what is my wife supposed? We we have one shot. Yeah. What is she supposed yeah. to do all weekend? Yeah. You know, like I can't leave her without access to being able to bathe. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So, like, I take I take a picture of it. Mm-hmm. I call Jared. Jared's on the plane. He's on his way there already. I'm like, yeah. man. You're never going to believe this. I was, so I told him basically what I told you, you know, and he's just mm-hmm. like, what? And I sent him the picture. He's like, damn. He was like, yeah. He's like, so are you going to be able to make it? And I'm like, I, I'd like to think I am, but I have no idea what's going on here, mm-hmm. you know? And so he, uh, <laughs> he's just like, all right. Well, he's like, if push comes to shove, he was like, I can handle the boot camp myself. He's like, but see what you can do, you know, like, hopefully, like what I told him was, I was like, look, man, you know, it's a three hour time difference. Like, mm-hmm. if I can get this thing, if I can get this patched up, yeah. you know, this is early morning. My flight left at like noon, you know, so yeah. this yeah. is like eight in the morning, you know what yeah. I mean? And so I'm like, um, if I can get this thing plugged up and, and at least Jimmy rigged, 
you know, like it's okay for now. Mm-hmm. And, and mind you, you know, my bathtub's like this, dude. You know what I mean? Like it's not like, yeah. You know, if if I, if the next person was to get in there, who knows, man? It might come falling through the whole floor, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, I was like, if I can get this thing Jimmy rigged. I was like, I can get, maybe I can, you know, hop on a lighter flight and I'll mm-hmm. make it up three hours on the way there and it won't be that bad, mm-hmm. you know? Um, he's like, all right, see what you can do. Keep me posted. I'm like, all right, cool. Then later he hits me up. I don't know, four or five. How many students, how many students were on the bootcamp for both of you guys? Yeah, I know. Like, how, many, how many students did oh, you have to like? It was like a full bootcamp. There were like 10 guys, something like Damn, that. Yeah, dude, okay. Yeah. And so I was like, and and to top all that off, like four of them signed up specifically for me. You know what I mean? And so I'm like, damn it. But anyway, um, about four or five hours later, he hits me back and he's like, all right. He was like, "Um, if you can make it this weekend, come out. Mm -hmm. But don't feel like, you know, that you're under the gun here. Yeah. He's like, I Cosmo's going to fill in, you know, but if you can make it come, you know, I'm like, all right, cool. So it, it, it was an all weekend thing, man. You know, like there, there was no way. It was, that's, just, that's just bad fucking luck. Like what are the chances of that? I know, but is that your place or are you renting? No, it's mine. Oh, okay. And, so you got to pay for it. Okay. Yeah. So the saving grace, well, at least for me is, yeah. What if it was the next, you know, like I leave, right? Mm-hmm. Here I am on a plane. And it had, like my wife isn't the most um, agile person mm-hmm. on planet Earth. She probably wouldn't have grabbed that bar. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so what if she just slipped and hit her head, man, got a concussion mm-hmm. or, or worse, you know, the impact of her falling pushes the whole thing through the floor. Mm-hmm. And then here I am. Now I got to try to figure all this out being three time zones away. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and so like that that's kind of where my mind where my mind went, but I was still pretty yeah. pretty salty all weekend. Yeah, I was like, God damn it. You know, that's, that's a good thing they took care of it that fast. I was thinking you have to buy like one of those inflatable swimming pools, like for little kids, like fill up with water, take a bath in there and fucking dump it out. <laughs> well, all weekend what I did was I, I just went to the gym. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, yeah. so I have no idea who's gonna jump on for the podcast. Um, it starts now, right? I haven't started it. it. Not really. We're just shooting the shit, man. Until uh, well, we'll we'll wait. A, we'll wait a couple of minutes. See who else jumps on. If nobody else jumps on, I guess it'll yeah. just be you and I. But um, yeah, nobody's nobody's message. I know Jay asked what time, you know. But yeah, yeah. so we got um, um. So here here's kind of how the podcasts are working now. I know it's you know been a minute since you jumped on one so uh jared is the normal host i'm the co-host mm-hmm. when jared can't do it then i'm i'm hosting it right so that's why it's do my you know um zoom or whatever so um and i, I got somebody that's like editing our podcasts now and and, and mm-hmm. all that kind of thing mm-hmm. so like the the idea me and jared was talking about it the idea that uh is to, you know, as it starts to build more and things like that, we'll start yeah. getting better gear. And so it's not so like. 
How's the response from like people like follow? I don't know if it's like followers or people listening or. I have no idea how many people are listening to the podcast or not. Yeah. Um, the the idea is to um, have a few more in the tank, mm-hmm. and then start pushing it. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. So my guess probably not that many right now. You know, but. So podcasts are kind of like TV series, like you watch it from episode one down. It's not like you watch the newest one every week. Well, you can do it. You can do it however you want. Hey, but here's the thing. Nobody can see it because we're just doing the audio right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, like I told Jared, though, I was like, yo, um, we should probably, because he was like, man, I just get rid of the video. And I was like, no, mm-hmm. man, don't do that. Because like, what if, what if it like really pops? Like three months down the line, it really pops. You're going to be kicking yourself. You don't have that video footage because Mm -hmm. we can take that video footage and now we can start uploading the video to YouTube. Yeah. Now, now it's promoting the YouTube channel. The YouTube channel is promoting the the podcast. Yep. Yep. You know, so some of the the best, I don't listen to podcasts, but I do look at YouTube videos, which like guys on zoom talking, there's like a schedule thing of the topics and that's basically a podcast. Yeah. You know, I mean, really, I mean, that's basically what it is, you know? So, yeah. So anyway, we got somebody now that's editing it because the last one, like everything that we just talked about, like yeah. just since we jumped on, uh-huh. um, like all the, the shooting the shit stuff, like mm-hmm. the guy never, like it was never edited. So like, here we are talking kind of like off the cuff, you know, yeah, not yeah, like yeah. professional ma- manner, just, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, I, I go to listen to it, like Jared already posted it. And I was like, first of all, there was like two minutes of dead air mm-hmm. because like I had the, the thing, go, you know, recording and everything waiting for guys. What, to- the, what the fuck did he do? If there's like dead air is like the one thing that's like, obviously not- nothing. It didn't do yeah. anything. So uh, my guy is going back and re-editing those and all that kind of thing, because yeah, it's like two minutes of dead air. And then it's like, oh, hey, like Jamie popped on or something. So mm-hmm. me and Jamie are talking and then like yeah. J-Mac pops on. And then now all three yeah. of us are talking. And then we're about 15 minutes into it and we finally start. And yeah. all that is on there. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing that guy didn't know what actual like talking about dating advice was. Like maybe just thought it was just random. It's pretty random obvious when, we're, when yeah. I'm like, all right, let's go ahead and get started. Hey, yeah. what's up, everybody? Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, 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 okay, I got you. Yeah. So, um, what do you say we start in a couple minutes, like 10 after, and if anybody else jumps in, then they jump in. You know what okay. I mean? So, um, I, I'll, I'll be, I'll keep it one trillion, man. I've got like a mm-hmm. massive headache right now. Like, mm-hmm. it feels like that there's like guys with jackhammers inside <laughs> of my head, you know? Um, yeah. I almost told Jared today, yeah. like, dude, um, I, th- I don't think I'll be on this one. And then he puts out the message like, oh, hey, can't do it. Dale's going to host it. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I guess I'm hosting it. So I mean, with podcasts, if you don't do one, it's not like there's a timestamp. Like people. No, that's it. true. That's so. true. But it, the consistency, it, it, it's good to yeah. Yeah, stay, yeah, on, yeah, yeah. stay on track. You know what I mean? So can you, can you, do you ever do a podcast by yourself? Like if nobody. Yeah, I could have did it by myself. Yeah. You know, I've, I've done. I've done that kind of stuff before. I used to host a radio show by myself, you know, oh, yeah. so really? I, I could do it. I, I I don't know how good I'd be at it today since I'm like, yeah. I don't know, man, I get these sinus headaches. Like we just had a huge weather change, you know? So like 
it was like 85 like two yeah. days ago now it's like 55 and it's like rainy and all that kind of stuff and it's like anytime that happens man like right here i don't know if you've ever had a migraine headache before but it's it's similar to that you know it's like my eyes hurt and like yeah it sucks but yeah you know, yeah, yeah show must go on i guess so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> How's life otherwise? You you chilling with any new chicks or? Um, not really. There's a couple that I've been talking to for quite some time. You know, yeah. uh, I I just man, I just don't have time. I really yeah. don't. You know, uh, I got a boot camp this weekend. It, seemingly boot camps are the only times I actually get to go out and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. So what do you what do you do otherwise? Is it full time modern flirting? Just like modern flirting and real estate. Yeah. You know okay. so. All right. Um, I'll go ahead and kick it off. Uh, three, two, one. Hey, what's going on, everybody? The Modern Flirting Podcast is in full effect once again. I'm sitting in for the man, the myth, the legend, Jared Syke Lawrence. I'm Dale Valor. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to be doing this one because you know, I had a like a super rough weekend and things like this help get me out of that headspace, you know, and, and it just it's something that really, really uh, it, it brings up my mood, you know, it gets me out of the funk and it's like it feels so good to be doing it. And uh, right now we've got my man Nicholas is with me. We're going to be you holding good? it down. What's up, Nicholas? You good? Yeah, dude. Doing good. Florida, Miami, Florida. Super hot here, 90 degrees. Loving it though. <laughs> well, I'll be down there next month for the uh, modern flirting yeah. uh, retreat. That's going to be so dope, dude. That's going to be the first time you've done that, right? It's well, it's the best. only time. It's the first time it's being done, to yeah. the best of my knowledge. You know, I, I am super sad about it because I can't go. It's my birthday. I'll be in California because I live here, so I should be going. But right, it, it's going to be, to me, it's the one thing I'm like so jealous. Like all the, all the coaches coming down. Like everyone yeah. hanging out, getting the VIP table. Like I was so looking forward to that. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I, I, I can't wait. I cannot wait. I'm so excited about going to that, you know. And you know what? And here's the thing. Outside of outside of you, because we did a boot camp in Miami a few months ago, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Outside of you, I have not met any of the other coaches like face to face in person, yeah, like yeah, in the yeah. same room at the same time. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you know, yeah. so. I'm excited about that. You know, just like you said, man, just the, the, the fact that, that uh, you get to kick it with the other coaches and all that kind of thing. It's going to be a good time, you know. And so that is one of the benefits of being a part of the Modern Flirting VIP program. I know you guys that listen to this podcast, you've heard us rail on it like a million times, but it is so true that by being a part of that program, there's so many benefits to it because this very thing, this very retreat that we're talking about, where you could sit there and talk to all of us, all the coaches, you know, Jared, myself, Nicholas, well, except for next, <laughs> this one upcoming, <laughs> uh, Jamie, uh, J-Man, Cosmo, um, who am I forgetting? Dong. Uh, Dong. Yeah. And by the way, it's free for VIP. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's exactly it. How often do you get the time to sit with some of the best coaches out there for free? And it's four times a year. Which yes. 
I it's mean, quarterly. In my, in my opinion, it might be the best value of the entire program is like four times a year, come to Miami, partying, hanging out, getting up your social skills, meeting all these cool people, picking up on the different little techniques and stuff. To yeah. Me, that, that's, that's the value right there. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So yeah. And hopefully, you know, some of the other coaches jump in on the podcast today. Uh, if any of you guys, and I'm sure that you have, and if you haven't, you need to be checking out the previous podcast. Listen to those. Get a feel for who we are as coaches, but even more than that, who we are as individuals. You know, um, who, let me ask you this, uh, who was like your guy coming up? Because I would, I would yeah. argue, yeah. I would argue that we're probably the third generation of like mm -hmm. dating coaches, if you want to put it in that context. I know what we do is, you know, way more than that. You know what I'm saying? But if you want to like pigeonhole, uh, pigeonhole it or put us in a box, let, let's just say that. I would argue we're the third generation. Mm -hmm. Okay. Who, yeah. like when you yeah. were coming up, cutting your teeth, you know, who was your guy? Dude, back way back then. I mean, I was I was up there back when it was all the like mystery method, dress up crazy with the earrings and all that stuff. So for me, it was back then. But I think the guy I followed the most back then was Todd Valentine. He was with okay. um, the old crew. Um, and before switching to modern flirting, because I liked their stuff so much, I was actually a full time coach for him. Um, but that was that was a guy I trained pretty much with uh, going up, and then. Worked for him for, for like two years. So that was a guy. Okay. All right. So when you, when you started uh, coaching there and I, I worked with the previous company as well, then I've had my, my own, you know, my own company, you know, uh, too. Uh, what was, was that, was that your entry point into coaching? Yeah. 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 Actually funny enough, dude, my entry point was with Jared three years before that I took a boot camp um okay Jared along like maybe seven, five years seven years ago mm -hmm. um it was amazing it was great and he was he was kind of starting up this is way before modern flirting but um I was actually so into coaching as a student I was pretty pretty decent at that point I was actually helping the other students in the the coaching program to like talk to chicks and helping them out and and telling these girls to talk to them and and kind of being an unofficial coach while I'm really paying for this boot camp um, and Jared saw that and he actually was trying to get me to be a coach, but his partner at the time was like, no, I don't like that guy. So I ended up not doing it, <laughs> which is a funny story. Um, Can't say yeah, no, I blame him. No, yeah. Okay. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was, uh, I, I've always been bad with people that like to control, like frame control you. We, we, we say like, right. like a term. So the other guy was huge into frame control. Didn't like, and I'm, I'm not the type of person that I'm easily walked all over. Like, mm -hmm. um, like if you're trying to manipulate me, I can pick up on that. I'm just not going to, you know, dig with it. Right. Um, so that was a reason he didn't like me because I had, I had boundaries. Um, but yeah, dude, no, it was a good experience. And then from there, it made me want to coach. That's when I applied to do the Todd, Todd Valentine stuff. And uh, dude, that was some of the best years of my life for that, like traveling across Barcelona. I uh, went to like London, uh, I think Sweden, um, all across the U.S., just traveling week after week, coaching. 
yeah. um, intense stuff. So good. It was a good time. What was your biggest takeaway at early on in your coaching career? Like what was something that you were like, this is not something I anticipated. And, yeah. and, and then it kind of became the norm. I, I do. I think it was a, so, okay. Like for a lot of guys listening to this, they probably have their hometown, right? So they have their apartment and they know how to like make things work with their little routines or meeting, meeting women and stuff like that. Right. When you're in a different country or city every week or every two weeks, and you constantly have a different hotel, you constantly have a different location. You, what I really picked up on was how do you figure things out on the fly? Oh, how do you okay. deal with different language, different cultures, different logistical constraints, um, different types of nightclub venues where like one, you get in with boots, the other you don't. So you got to like figure that shit out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it, it really broadened my capacity to be clutch. Okay. You know? Yeah. To, to figure out the, the, the difficult situations. That's a yep. big part of it. So ca- basically calibrate in the moment, but calibrate correctly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. As as a new guy, that's tough to learn because you really have a very limited reference experience. When you were traveling a lot, did you ever forget where you were? Dude, like go to the wrong go to the wrong hotel room or something because you know. Yeah, no, no, for real. Like sometimes I get up in the middle of the night and I look around. I'm like, where the fuck am I? (laughs) (laughs) Dude, one time, check this out. Yeah. For, for those of you, of you that don't know, I used to do music professionally. I used to tour a lot and, and that kind of thing. I can't tell you how many times I would forget where I was, you know, like mm-hmm. I had like this like little routine that I would do with the crowd. It was just kind of like a um, kind of a way to get the crowd more amped up and stuff like that. And, and, and what it was is, you know, like every city has its like rival town, right? So like, for instance, um, like Detroit, Chicago is like our rival town. Our sports teams are rivals. It's always just kind of been a rivalry, you know? So like, if I'm playing in Chicago, what I'm going to, one of the things I'm going to say to the crowd is like, on the count of three, I need everybody to scream as loud as they can. One, two, three. And then be like, ah, like, oh, come on seriously that's all you have last night i was in detroit i played a show in detroit last night and those dudes absolutely killed it so i guess they got another one up on you unless you want to try it again and and they're like let's go let's go let's go all right one two three ah!" you know like everyone's going nuts right and so um (laughs) uh i can't tell you how many times where I, i i've got my dj behind me right and I'd be like, and I know that I'm about to do that particular thing, right? Because I would do it every night. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm about to go into it and I cuff the microphone and I turn around to him and I look and I'm like, man, where are we? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what do you mean? Like, what, what city are we in right now? <laughs> like, dude, we're, we're, in, uh, we're in Milwaukee. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and then okay, so go that, into it. That- on that note, because you're you're coming, you have a very different perspective than a lot. Like each coach has a very different life experience, right? Like yeah, I'm talking sure. in academia. I'm a PhD guy. You know, Jay is like in the promoter life, right? You are in the fucking the music industry and, and all that shit. Mm-hmm. So what do you think you what do you think you learned in say like hustling with the music industry? You've even done like like um 
like representing porn stars to get them gigs. Yeah. You've done real, you've done a lot of fucking like, like person to person type hustling, right? What skill sets do you think that you picked up in those that carried over to success with women or in life in general? I would say it's actually, if you flip flop it, because, um, when I was doing music, you know, this was long before, uh, Mm -hmm. I started getting into, uh, the, the quote-unquote community yeah. <laughs> message yeah. boards and <laughs> news groups and whatnot back in the day right and so like long before that and uh dude I started doing music professionally in 1996 you know so it's like there was like 10 years that mm-hmm. you know like none of that even it, well at least to the best of my knowledge didn't exist you know so you, you were like what in your early 20 how old were you when you started that uh well when I started doing it professionally I was basically 18 19 yeah say you had to be pretty young yeah okay yeah cool so it was like right out of high school I graduated in 95 so yeah. I'm, I'm dating myself right now but yeah <laughs> um like coming up on my 40th or 30th I guess it would be uh high school <laughs> you know I mean? so anyway um yeah so you know, my, my thing was, I was really, really, really bad with communicating with people in general. All right. Um, if the conversation skewed to something that I, that I knew about, yeah, then I, I felt comfortable enough to, to contribute to that conversation. But I certainly wasn't walking up to people, uh, you know, getting to uh, you know, just walking up to strangers, starting conversations. Like mm-hmm. I just, I was pretty hands off with that. I, I didn't even know that people did that really. Okay. Yeah. So um, basically, unless the conversation was something I was comfortable with, I'm sitting it out, mm-hmm. you know? And so once I learned it, but you know, like that kind of, uh, I got a little better with it over time through maturity. And then, you know, just by performing people coming up and talking to me and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So my conversational skills got, a, you know, a little bit better, but not good or great by any, any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I started learning the skill set of attraction, of going out and approaching, uh, approaching women on the street, at the mall, at the bar, at the club, at the whatever, right? And learning all those characteristics, what I what I started to see was the parallel between, you know, just being good with women and being good with everybody. Yeah. And those mm-hmm. skills started to translate to, you know, being able to, like, make no mistake, man, whether you are doing music, if you're in any art space basically you're a salesman or at least you need to be if you got art for sale you have to sell it (laughs) if you're a musician Mm -hmm. you know you've got stuff you're trying to promote you have songs that you want people to download you have whatever in my day it was cds but nonetheless even matter of fact early early on i was pressing up tapes but (laughs) (laughs) but uh but yeah, you have something. If you're uh, a painter, you have art pieces that you want to sell most likely. 
if you're trying to do anything with it. Now, if it's just a hobby and you no yeah. one ever sees it, then what does it matter, mm-hmm. I guess? But, you know, make no mistake, you are a salesman. You are trying to sell something. And so the, the, the uh, communication skills that you learn by being able to interact with very attractive women, with, which for most guys is very intimidating. Just, I'll, I'll, I'll even yeah. say that uh, it's not just about, okay, a lot of guys in modern flirting, a lot of the VIP guys, I'd say a good solid percentage, like 15% have girlfriends, are yeah. in relationships. Um, so maybe touch on, even outside of that, like what do you get from having these great social skills? Um, well, I think it, it, it translates in, in any, any type of way. Like, like think of it yeah, like this, exactly. like, let, let's scale it. If you, if I dropped you off, right? Like, can, can you speak any other language? Maybe I'm gonna guess yeah, Spanish. Uh, I'm fucking American. Zero. English. Really? That surprised me. You can't speak Spanish. Nope. Can, okay. Can. All right. Fair. Okay. Perfect. Then you're you're the perfect guinea pig here. So if I took you and I dropped you off in Cambodia, mm-hmm. like. Get off the van and just kidding. You know what I mean? Right on the side of some dirt road in the middle of nowhere. You know, like you could probably fumble your way through in Europe somewhere because a lot of signs are English and whatnot, but you ain't getting that in the middle of nowhere, Cambodia. Okay. Mm-hmm. You would need a basic rudimentary way of communication to figure out your situation, right? To get somewhere. Unless well, you're just like, well, I guess I lived here. Google now. Translate, Google Translate's gone. You don't have any white. Yeah, you're the, yeah. yeah. You, you have nothing, dude. You have the, the shirt on your back, the shoes on your feet, and off you go. You have to have some kind of rudimentary communication, right? To, in order to figure things out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, that's very basic. How much better would your life be, right? If you can communicate with everybody Mm -hmm. you know so that's a very obviously that first scenario is a very uh uh it's hyperbole you know it's a it's a very outlier type of situation but it speaks to the level it it speaks to how important communication is yeah so even in a country where obviously we all speak english here right it's still how many people actually struggle with communication Tons, dude. Tons. 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 And we speak the same language. So if you're able to communicate better, that is obviously going to speak to you being able to get the things that you want out of life. If I can't, if I'm thirsty and I can't, and you have my vitamin water and I can't explain to you like that I need that vitamin water. I'm likely to not get it from you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. In the same vein, if there, here's a, a very attractive woman that you want to kick it with. If you don't know how to do it correctly, how is that going to work out for you? Probably not well. No. Nope. Or let's put it in another context. You're, you got to, you know, you're like you said, man, you're a PhD type of guy. You're a smart dude. You know, if, if there was a certain position at a university or the, 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 the job market, the whatever, if 
even with that PhD, if you can't really communicate with the, the, the HR department, the, the whoever's hiring, that type of thing, you're not likely to get the position that you want. Yeah. Right. So just having those communication skills enables your life to be better because people can get a more crystal clear picture of what it is that you want. It, reframing it so they see it in the same perspective that you do now once they see it from the same perspective now we're on the same page now it's just a matter of figuring out the details but the job's already on lock the yep, date yep. with the girls already on lock now it's just a matter of the minutiae and figuring out the details and there's no details to figure out if nobody knows what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about, okay, online dating? Do you think it's made us more socially dumb or it's reduced the barrier to communication? What, what's your take on that? I, I, want to, I, want to, I want to, and you can say that like, you know, chicks and guys are on there. There's a bunch of selection and people are just mass, mass messaging or whatever. And, there's no need to actually convey um, with charisma. On the other hand, you could say that it's getting people to talk. So at okay. least they get practice, whereas before they're not. So what's your, what's your take? Are we talking about dating apps or are we talking about social media? Talking, actually, dude, I think it's the same thing. Dating it, apps as well. Uh, as it, is, dating apps more. it is, but in my opinion, it is, but it isn't. Yeah. You know, um, because social media is so like uh, multi-dimensional. Like I could get on social media and start talking about, like I could get on Facebook or Instagram and start talking about uh, boa constrictors. Well, if I hop on Tinder start talking about boa constrictors, I'm going to get blocked. One on one so you're talking with somebody over chat on social media. Okay. I'm talking about actual human connection, not just broadcasting. Okay. Uh, Got you. So a one-on-one type of conversation. Yeah. Compared to in person. Right. I, I would argue, I don't know if it makes us dumber, but I think it does tend to make people lazier. Mm-hmm. You know, so like think of okay, let's circle it back to just rudimentary communication. Okay. When you see a picture of something, you are communicating something to that picture. Are you not? They say a picture is worth a thousand words, right? So you must be communicating something in that picture. How often do we see, this would be a good question for Jamie, really, I guess, but how often do we see, you know, uh, people complaining about not getting matches, not getting any traction? So fuck the one-on-one communication because they can't even talk to anybody because they're getting blocked out. So the thing is, their pictures are not communicating something. Or yeah. well, they, I guess they are communicating something, but not things desirable. <laughs> so the thing is, is that if you're able to communicate through those pictures a lifestyle, uh, representing who you are, uh, you what you're into, your maybe even your goals and ambitions and your uh, intrinsic values you embody, and all those types of things, if you're able to represent that through good pictures, just like Instagram, Instagram is predicated on pictures, right? So if you're able to present that through um, the dating app, you're, the odds are you're going to likely have more interactions. You're going to get more matches, 
blah, 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 because your pictures are just simply better. It, it, it shows a more attractive side of you than you like leaning up against a counter, drinking a beer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, I think it makes people lazier in that they're not taking the time or the effort to, to, to have good pictures. Mm -hmm. And then once they have those good pictures, they start getting some matches. Now that's a whole other side of communication. Because now we're communicating with words, written words, where there isn't any tonality. There isn't any facial expression. There isn't any body language, right? So you have to be a little bit more clever in, in how you text, how you, what, what it is that you're writing. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I totally but most agree. guys aren't willing to do that. And then they get salty, right? I can't get any matches. What's wrong with women? <laughs> it's not what's wrong with women. It's what's wrong with you. Well, that's the other thing. It's okay. So dating apps. Okay. You could, for me, it's like, I'm, I'm thinking in terms of like the way the world has changed, like compared to hundred years ago. Right. So you have dating apps and you have maybe 50% of the men that just are not trying hard enough to have good pictures. They're not seeking out the coaching. They're not even putting any effort into it. These guys are probably not getting any dates. Whereas the other 50% are hanging with a hundred percent of the women on the app. Right. Oh, I'd say so, it's probably smaller than that. I'd say it's probably 5%. <laughs> probably. You're probably right. Yeah. So it, it's almost a question of like, how will this shape society? In my view, I'm, I'm curious about this um, because we don't meet in person anymore. Like I, I love meeting women in person. My specialty is meeting women in the daytime in a natural setting. Right. Um, right? So for me, I love that. And I've, I've definitely talked to a lot of women who have almost I don't know. I don't want to say like given up, but like been like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll do the online dating thing. I'm tired of waiting for a guy to walk up and talk to me because no guys do it. They'd rather hide behind the dating app and like that type of thing, uh, which is good. I mean, I think both are valid, I but, agree. you know, so for me, it's almost like, well, fuck dude, like, is it going to be like half the world's male population is just going to, they're not going to pass on their genes or they are going to find like some chick that they don't like and end up just staying with her, you know? Okay. Let's, all right, let's take a look at that. So I would argue that, you know, per percentage wise, you know, more people are meeting through dating apps than ever before. And, 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 you know, in human history, obviously this is a very new thing, you know? So, um, and, and, I remember when like dating sites and things like that started coming out, you know, stuff like plenty of fish and okay Cupid and things like that. I remember when those were coming out and people would be embarrassed to say that they, you know, like you get a girlfriend, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, we got to come up with a cool story as to how we met. We can't tell people we met on a dating site. You know, now it's like, it, cause it's more normalized. People are like, Oh, we met on Tinder. We met on Bumble. We met on Hinge, whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's almost the same as saying, oh, I met this guy at a bar back in the Sure. Day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's more normalized. So obviously that speaks to it being more of a normal thing. Right. So I don't ever see it going to where it's like, you know, only 5% of guys can like actually spread their, their genes. <laughs> you know I, I, I don't, I don't see that happening, but what I do see happening is, the same as, as it's ever been. 
this is the story for most guys. And if this speaks to you, guys that are listening to this conversation right now, there is a way out of this dire situation that I'm about to lay out, okay? Um, so, and, well, and the answer is obviously get with us. <laughs> we can help you out of that situation. But here's the situation. This is how it goes for most people. Or at least my experience of people I've worked with and, you know, just people I know and blah, blah, blah. What happens is ultimately it comes down to uh, almost kind of like the, like a six degrees of separation type of thing. So like, okay, me and you are homies, right? And you have a sister who's friends with another girl and we all happen to be at a party to say you're throwing a party at your place. Right. And so me, some of my people, you, some of your people, some of their people, whatever, there's 35 people at your house and we're all just hanging out, chilling, whatever. Well, I get wind through the grapevine that your sister's friend thinks that I'm kind of cute. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to reach out to her. Okay. Because who knows when this is going to come along again. Now I may or may not be all that attracted to her. As long as she's passable, I'm okay with it. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it doesn't happen for guys very often. that a girl's just like, Oh, I'd like to get to know him. Right. So, because if that was the case, then all this, going out and approaching and dating apps and whatnot wouldn't even be a thing. (laughs) So here's the deal. I find this out. I reach out to her via back in the day, it would be, I'd get her number from you or your sister or whatever. Now it's like, okay, you know, I'm gonna look her up on social media, whatever. And then I'm going to reach out to her that way. Then we're going to start going out. And that's kind of like how it, you know, seems to kind of go, you know what I mean? In a more of an organic, natural sense. Now I might not be super into this girl, but she's into me. That's an ego boost, you know, and what happens for most, well, a lot of guys, I shouldn't say Mm -hmm. most, but a lot of times, you know, like eventually she gets knocked up. Well, now you know, we're going to get married and I'm not even really all that into it, but I'm just going along because that's what people expect. And I'm trying to do the right thing here. And then five years later, we're divorced. And now my child is in a single family home and spends half the month or half the weekends with me, mm-hmm. you know? And so sadly, sadly, that's the majority of the population, to be honest, like in America. I mean, isn't that this, what I just laid out? Haven't you heard that story about a thousand times? Yeah. You know, to me, to me, it comes down to like, I think I've had to make this decision, right? So for me, even out of college, met a super fun girl, super fucking amazing. Um, Could have probably gotten married to her, right? Whatever. Uh Like like 15, 16 years ago. Right. Um, But my decision was always, you know, like I've seen too many people take that path. I wanted to learn a skill set, meet a lot of women, pick from different types. And mind you, the chick I was dating in college used to be a model for Harley Davidson. I just got lucky. Um, I was super lame back then. And she was a nerd as well. 
but so my standards were high and it took me what 10 years training i didn't get coaching right so for me it was like mm-hmm. rough and ready just like get out there but it took me 10 years to really get to a spot where i'm like i can meet a girl more attractive than her cooler than her better chemistry than her it took me 10 fucking years but it was all worth it because of the adventures the stories looking back on life like i'm not looking back on life saying like oh i just fucking you know did what everybody else did i, I had the kid at an early age and then you know we got divorced and shit you get the stories and you have you have something that on your deathbed you can look back on so for me my advice is like especially as a guy you don't have a biological clock right, right. spend the time spend the money get your financial life in order get your dating life in order get your health in order and then when you eventually do want to settle down you're doing it on your terms you know and, yeah. i don't think that people don't want to do that it's just that it's hard to do it and they don't have any guidance as to like it's possible well here's the here's the secret sauce that these guys are missing okay and again this is that the story i just told is the common story i've heard it i've seen it a million times i know that you have too and any of you guys that are listening it, may, it might even be you you know if it's not i know that you got homies that, that this is exactly what happened okay um the saw the secret sauce that those people are missing and you said it yourself is selection most guys don't <coughs> excuse me most guys don't come at it from a perspective that I should have selection. They're waiting to be selected instead of going out and making it happen for themselves. Because obviously, if you have selection, you're going to pick the pick of the litter of that selection. If I'm gonna go, if, if I'm gonna go get a new puppy, am I gonna grab the one that's like, you know, uh, it's got one eye up here and one eye down here and like keeps bumping into walls and like one leg shorter than the other one, you know, like, no, I'm going to get the, I'm going to grab the one that is the most responsive to me. The one that wants to play the one that, you know, is healthy that I'm not worried about health issues and all that kind of thing. I'm going to pick the best one that makes the most sense for me. Most guys don't look at it that way. They don't have that abundant mindset to where it's like, I I can go out and make this happen. They're just waiting for something to fall into their lap and take advantage, literally and figuratively, I guess. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're they're waiting for that to happen and see in trying to seize those opportunities. And and then even worse, Mm -hmm. they put up with so much nonsense and because the girl feels it, she knows that this guy, you know, when's the next time something like this is going to come along again for you. So now she feels like that she has the power in that power dynamic inside of that relationship. And, and the guy's just kind of left to feel like, well, you know, I might not be being treated as well as I feel like I deserve, but at least I've got somebody. Yeah. How's mm-hmm. that going to work out? Yeah. Probably not well. Right. So 100 percent, dude. Yeah. You know, that abundant mindset thing, you know, like inside of what we do, like make no mistake, you know, like I think it falls on deaf ears a lot of times because guys see it as cliche. Like it's dogmatic because you hear it all the time. I've heard abundant mindset like 50 times since this week and it's only Wednesday. You know what I mean? So 
Like you hear it all the time, have an abundant mindset, have an abundant mindset, have an abundant mindset. But the problem is, is that guys look at abundance incorrect. They look at it from a perspective of having, right? Like, well, how can I say, how can you say, tell me to have an abundant mindset when I have no women? Right. I, I have nobody to date, so I can't say I have all this abundance. That's yes. because they're looking at it from the wrong perspective. The perspective should be an abundance of opportunities, mm-hmm. yeah. not an abundance of I already have. I, I'd even add to that, dude. I think that it's more than just about the dating stuff. For me, abundance is like, dude, do you have fucking friends that have your back that you like hanging around that, yeah. you know? Absolutely. what's your relationship with your parents you know a lot of my i'd say for like a slightly different perspective for me a lot of my abundance in the past couple years has come from taking a step away from the dating stuff even and working on me and my relationship with my dad and my mom and like my some of my good friends from a while ago and like reconnecting with them and and getting fucking planning boys trips and like bonding and shit like that you know Mm -hmm. for me i i have gotten so much abundance from that that i don't even think it compares to what i got with women um and part of part of that is probably because you know i've already dated a lot of women and i've I've kind of been there and done that and for me this is a little bit more novel um is kind of kind of expanding my 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 friend group and 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 moving out to fucking miami dude like I moved down here, all my family is down here. I haven't been here in like, tw- I haven't, I've never lived here. So I've never been around my, my cousins and my aunts yeah. and my uncles. But like even babysitting my little baby cousin, right? Such a different experience, right? Mm-hmm. And, and in my view, life is about experience. If, if you haven't experienced dating a bunch of chicks, you need to do that so you can settle down with one chick. If you have a shitty relationship with your dad because you guys had a fight back in high school, you know, you got to work on that shit because, you know, when it comes to your, your, your mental health and your abundance mentality, having a lot of those like good, positive, emotional anchors is what grounds you. And the, the, the chicks see that they see that this guy is steadfast. Yeah. He's- yeah, absolutely. I, I, well said, I, I agree 100%, you know? Um, and the thing is, is that, like you said, like the, for instance, the, uh, like, like a connection with your dad, right? I'm lucky enough to still have my dad, you know, a lot of guys don't even know their dad, (laughs) you know what I mean? Um, and I'm lucky enough to still, to still have mine. Uh, he's in his mid nineties. All right. And so, you know, but I mean, like looking at it realistically, you know, I mean, those opportunities to have some kind of bonding relationship with my dad are getting fewer and fewer and fewer. It's just life. You know what I mean? Like I would not be surprised at all. Like if I woke up tomorrow from a call from my mom that my dad passed away, you know, like I don't want that to happen, obviously, but could I, could I honestly say I'd be shocked? No, he's in his mid nineties. He's in good health and whatnot for the most part, but Dude, he's in his mid-90s, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's the thing. Even if you've had a rocky relationship with somebody, you know, when mm-hmm. you like, and, and take it from take it from me as somebody that's, you know, probably older than most of the guys that are 
listening to the podcast, you know, take it from me that, you know, um, you are going to look back, even if you've had rough patches and whatnot, as time goes by, you'll start looking at the, the good things and the good conversations that you've had, and you'll, you'll really cherish those things. You know, you'll really, those things will really hold a premium. Uh, just from the, the, the sheer fact that you had those experiences. If you haven't had many of those experiences, now is the time to work on those things. Like you said, Nicholas, you know, like you got to work on those things. It, it, again, to have an abundance of those good conversations, to have those opportunities to, to, to bond and to, uh, you know, all of that. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, totally agree. yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, you know, it's almost like nostalgia. Like, you know, you know, it's so funny. It's such a funny thing. I don't know if you've experienced this, you know, but I certainly have where like there were songs from back in the day that I absolutely despised. Yeah. I've, I've been called a music snob. I'm not afraid to admit it. You know what I mean? I've been called that before. Um, when we were driving around in the boot camp, I was like, man, Nicholas has some shitty taste in music, but, <laughs> no, but, uh, but you know what? The funny thing is, is that like now, like of a song that comes on that I haven't heard in years and years and years. And I hated that song when it came out. Now I hear it and I'm like, it's not like I'm like, oh, that's my jam, you know, but I, it, it makes me nostalgic for the time that, that when that song came out, it like brings me yeah. back to that time, even though the song back then I hated it. Yeah, dude. Isn't that I, weird? I remember there was once it was, I think it was in sync back in the day. And my 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 female cousins would always be fucking listening to in sync. They have the posters up and shit. They'd be playing it when we're all playing as kids. I'd be like, I fucking hate the, this band. Like, why do <laughs> and the stupid posters, they look so dumb and I'm like, fuck this shit. And then now it, now it comes on on the radio. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, see? That's exactly what I'm talking about. That, yeah. that very thing. For me, like, new kids on the block, right? Mm -hmm. And now, like, okay, so there's a club up here called Boogie Fever. And yeah. Boogie Fever is all predicated on yesteryear, you know? Like, and, but it's all, like, not, it's not all younger people, but it's, like, I would say their general crowd is, like, mid-20s to yeah. mid-30s. All right. And um, it, it's a really popular place in, in uh, the Detroit area. And uh, like you have Michael Jackson impersonators that show up there, Madonna impersonators and like mm -hmm. the, the whole bit. So they play a lot of stuff from the 70s, 80s and 90s in there. That's what the DJ spins. So like now I'm in there, I'm, I'm dancing to like new kids on the block where before I'd have been like, I'm about to kick somebody in the head if they don't turn this off. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just, yeah, it, it, same, same thing. You know, it's like kind of brings you back to that, to that time, you know? Love it. And, and to be honest, one of the things that um, lately I've been really into, like, I don't know if you had the same feeling, but like older women, as I get older, not even because like, like we, you can, we can obviously date younger ones, but just for having that connection and being able to talk about this shit from the nineties for me is kind of a turn on. I'm like, damn, I can actually talk about, you know, like the, the Y2K thing and what were you doing on that night? Like you thought the world was going to blow up and all that shit. 
Like a lot of chicks just don't know anything about that. Oh, I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It, well, matter of fact, where were <laughs> not to bring down the room, but where were you on 9-11? Oh, I was, I was okay. It was high school. I was in the kitchen eating breakfast and I saw the shit happening. And it honestly didn't register in my mind. I was just like, oh, it was burning buildings. I'm like, you know, like weird shit like that doesn't normally happen. So for me, it's like, okay, oh, sure. Um, yeah, but I was just, I was just fucking eating breakfast, went to school only a week later when they kept talking about it. I'm like, wait, so what, what happened? <laughs> a week later. <laughs> <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> no, dude, check this out. So, um, I'm having sex with yeah. my soon to be wife. All right. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're at her parents' house. It's like eight 30 in the morning, something like that, you know, mm-hmm. getting up, getting that, that morning knockout in. And, uh, I go downstairs, my future mother-in-law is watching. She was like, Hey, you know, she didn't know what we were doing, but yeah. still, uh, yeah. she was like, Oh, Hey, this plane hit, hit, uh, one of the buildings in New York. And I'm just kind of like, Oh, that's weird. You know? So I'm sitting there watching it. And then it starts to really unravel, all right? And this was in Ohio, okay? And I I was living in Detroit. Yeah. And I was supposed to be going home that day. And so, uh, (laughs) like, all the gas prices started going up like crazy. And, like, it was just, like, nuts, right? And so, um, trying to figure out what to do. And... I'm like, well, I, I have to go. I got to go home at some point anyway. I guess today's, you know, I'm, I'm still going to go home. So I'm driving up and, and there's like a huge Air Force base in the middle of Ohio. And I'm driving up the freeway. And it was crazy. You know, like, like everybody's just kind of like, what is going on? You know, like, every, but everybody's kind of like in a, hey, we're all Americans type yeah. of vibe, right? Mm-hmm. And so... I'm driving up on 9-11 from her house back up to Detroit. It, I, dude, I'll never forget this as long as I live. It was one of the most powerful, impactful things I'd ever seen in my entire life. You know, um, as I'm driving up the freeway, uh, in, the, in, in the distance, it just looked like a dark shadow across the skyline. Mm-hmm. It's like, what is that? You know? You, dude, as it approached, you could feel the ground starting to shake. Everybody on the freeway stopped their cars. Yeah. People were getting out of there. I was one of them because we're all stopped. You know, it was almost like rush hour traffic, but there's, it was sparse, you know, like the amount of cars. But we're all stopped. We're all getting out of our cars. And it was just row after row after row after row of bombers cargo planes and those you know like they weren't it wasn't like a commercial airline where it's forty thousand feet in the air you know yeah. like they, they had just taken off probably 100 miles away they're just in planes that heavy and that big you know they're, they're it takes them a while to like really elevate you know and they're all heading east yeah. and we're all like everybody's just like whole like it was just the the power of that moment out of uh independence day or like yeah but it was just like at work and everybody that's watching this is thinking the same thing i'm I'm sure of it we're all thinking somebody's about to get fucked up 
You know, you know what I mean? Like, because it was as far as you could see in both directions, as far as you could see in the, in the direction that they were coming from. You know, it was just like, oh, it almost makes me feel like, like you know, your 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 grandpa, or your your dad, or whatever, talk about like, or your grandpa's about like World War Two or whatever. Like for us, for a lot, like a lot of the chicks we're talking to, it's like we're kind of like the World War Two veterans. Like we know shit that. <laughs> well to be fair my my dad is a world war ii veteran so <laughs> <laughs> so yes i <laughs> i understand <laughs> yeah but um man how do we get there from <laughs> abundance but uh <laughs> abundance of airplanes going to bomb some stuff but yeah man uh, it was just like such an impactful moment you know what i mean and like it, 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 but you know what it, it's things like that though like if you want to circle it back to like coaching and all that kind of stuff man it's things like that if you can really translate um those types of moments in your life. And like you said, man, a lot of girls, you know, if she's 18, 19, 20, she's not going to resonate with that. Right. She wasn't even born yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean, so um, her mom was pregnant, maybe <laughs> at that point in time. So, but, but the thing is, is that, yeah, you're right. She's not going to resonate with it. I remember one time on a dating app, uh, I had uh, matched with this woman and, and, and she was cute. But she wasn't like, she wasn't a stunner or anything like that. But the one thing that really like, I, that I latched onto on seeing her profile was that one of her favorite artists uh, was a rapper that I had done a collaboration with. So I knew this guy, you know what I mean? Like we've did, we've toured together. I, we did a song together and it was like one of her favorite artists. And I was like, huh. I was like, well, that's pretty dope because it's not anybody super big famous or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like it, it was surprising more than anything else. And I was like, I'm going to reach out to this girl. You know what I mean? And sure enough, super cool. And then she shaved her head and I was like, I'm out. I'm out. But <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's exactly what happened to. We went on a few dates and then like she showed up on the next one with her head shaved. And I was like, uh, like she was as bald as you, brother. You know what I mean? Like, like not my thing. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. <laughs> What's the craziest uh... connection? Connection's a big thing. I, I, I have a theory that uh, as as you get more mature in your dating life, like as you date more people, men and women kind of become less superficial. Like I remember yesterday, I, I matched with this chick on Hinge. And she was okay. Like she was cute. Definitely like physically I'd, I'd be down, but what got me hooked on her was like, we have both have this like dry kind of like masochistic sense of humor. We're like, you know, like, like we both want to like meet up in like a dark alley cause romantic shit yeah. like that. Right. Um, but like that kind of like fucked up kind of like playfulness. Um, and like when I meet somebody like that, that I can like say like, you know kind of crazy shit like i hope like i was telling her like i hope she's not an axe like fingers crossed she's not an axe murderer or like a trump supporter as like a joke and then we're like riffing on that and like um but yeah dude connection becomes such a big thing like commonality connection shared history and it, it almost kind of trumps the physical stuff 
especially in this day and age where you have a lot of filters and you don't really know what you're getting sometimes, you know, um, having that, having that intellectual connection, I think, I think is starting to become more of a thing as you date more. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, obviously I, I, I do think the physical attraction certainly is important. I, I wouldn't say it's like one or the other. I think yeah. what you ultimately, what you want to look for is a combination of both, you know what I mean? Because but from in the beginning it's almost purely physical to as you refine your taste you start to lean yes. more and more on the other and and you know the, the thing too about that is and i'm gonna guess you probably had a similar uh experience with this you know like when you start kind of getting to where you know like you know that you can get a girl's number and you can build attraction and you know what i mean like you start really you know kind of getting it you know um, your, your level of criteria starts to expand. Like, I know when I started, my criteria was like two things. It's like, is she cute? Is she nice to me? And that was it. Anything past that, she could be like literally injecting heroin. And, yeah. and as long as she's cute and nice to me, I'm all right with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, but as and again, that speaks to that abundance mindset, that 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 dogmatic rhetoric, abundant mindset. Uh, but it does go back to that, you know, because as you're you realize that there's more opportunities available to you, that list of criteria should start filling out a little bit more. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it should go from is she cute, is she nice to me, to like, okay, like. <laughs> not a drug addict, <laughs> um, not, you know what I mean? Um, you start looking for more red flags and things like that, you know, and, and that as it should be. Yeah, dude, you should have your list. You should be qualifying women on meeting some basic standard that will make you happy, not just taking anybody. Yeah. That's for everyone. yeah if you take anybody, you're liable to wind up with anything. Yep. Do you want just anything? I would hope not. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now we're talking about your sister's friend that we talked about way earlier, right? That that's winding up with anything because something fell in your lap. So you're just going to go run with it, go along to get along. You know, when's the next time something like that's going to happen? It's been five years since that happened. Might be another five years until it happens again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Instead of that, why don't you start taking life by the horns a little bit, being a little more assertive, working on your communication skills, getting out there and being and having that selection and from that selection being selective to what makes sense for you and your lifestyle, what it is that you want out of life. Because if you don't, make no mistake, that girl that fell into your lap, she's not a lie or she, she's not an asset to you. She's a liability. You're mm -hmm. going to be carrying that girl. You're going down your path. It is an a lot easier to have somebody that's going to be there with you going down that path, helping each other down that path. That's going to be a lot easier than you carrying her. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, dude, I agree with that. Totally. No doubt. So, all right. Um, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, final words, final thoughts. Final thoughts is, uh, you know, take a risk or lose a chance. Life, life's short. Your youth, your youth is fleeting. Yeah, that's right out of Monopoly, man. <laughs> those risk cards, and those chance cards, right? <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So listen, guys, here's the deal. 
You've heard a lot of stuff today. We covered a lot of ground, talked about a lot of things. If these concepts, if these ideas that we're talking about in regards to communication, in regards to dating apps, abundance, uh, all of that, building attraction, being selective, all those things, man, if that speaks to you and it makes sense, it resonates, don't wait, man. Don't sit on that and stew on it. You know, take the action. That's the hardest thing that you're going to do is taking that first action step. But after that, man, you got a whole journey of a lot of great experiences, a lot of adventures. And if you don't take that first step and that first step is getting at us, let's have the conversation. Let's strategize a little bit, figure a few things out and then make it happen. But that is your call. You hear our voices. We can't hear yours unless you reach out. So make it happen. Don't sleep. Knock it out. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Boom. Yeah. Done. <laughs> no, super dope, man. That was great. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I get I like joining these once in a while. I forget sometimes, um, but I'm going to try to join some more of them. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, normally what it's been is it's basically been Jared, myself, Jamie, and uh, we seem to be the most consistent. And yeah. Dong. Dong's on every single one of them except today. You mm -hmm. know, Dong's always there too. Um, yeah, so us four seem to be the, the on there the, the most. Cosmo's been dropping in and out, you know what I mean, here and there. Um, yeah. yeah, but... Yeah, it, I enjoy doing them. I think it's a lot of fun. You know what I mean? So, yeah, dude. Yeah. All right. Well, until, until next week, man. All right. I got to get off here, dude. My head is like, oh, man, it's pounding. All right.